don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as oh, 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 Wow! He hits it, he's got it! He's got the fair goal! He's got the premiership! He has gone from, as I said, a captain to a legend, and probably rugby league immortality. Come on, girls, let's get the boots on. You feel like playing after that, surely. I love rugby league. I was just thinking that. Oh, how good is that? Big League Magazine, run to the finals podcast. We're at round 24. And yet we're no closer to knowing who's going to win the competition, let alone being the eight. It's such a tight one. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, give Slater and Gordon a call on one 800 Maria Cialis, editor of Big League Magazine. Pam Wiley, senior writer, Big League Magazine. Welcome, uh, girls, to uh, the week that was and, uh, and looking forward as well. Uh, anything catch the eye and particularly over the course of round 23 or, or looking into round 24? That is a great question. Thank you. It's also a question about um, notice. I too, wish I had prepared <laughs> better for that. Um, no, my my thing I keep talking about is uh, Josh Hodgson taking pleading no contest to his charge at the judiciary. Mm. Obviously, wiping off all his carryover points, uh, also wiping off three Dalian points. And as we know, he was very close to the top there. Very selfless act. It is very team first. Yeah. Yep. Uh, act from uh, Josh Hodgson. So good on him. Yeah, it's also funny because you kind of go. Oh well, just in case I whack anybody else, let me let me clear these points off. So, I oh, don't it could to. be just in case I accidentally touch referee or yeah, something that, like yeah, that. Good right. point, yeah. Pam. Just yeah, in case I accident as hit well. someone high and break their jaw in three places and or don't two get places, the and uh, don't get the downgrade. So he did get the downgrade, uh, Ryan James, uh, from careless grade two to careless grade one. So found guilty. At the judiciary, uh, but downgraded, which means he only has 90 carryover points and he plays this week. Thoughts? Um, My thought is um, he's one of the more penalised players in the competition as well, so I think those carryover points could come back to hurt him, even though um, he's kind of got away with it this week. It could be they could definitely come back to hurt him if the Titans keep rolling on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I just find it really confusing uh, how this is happened i mean there you know you have someone like tyson frizzell missing a week for accidental contact with or or incidental contact or whatever with the with the referee um you have wade graham missing an origin game through a i think that was a grade two as well and he didn't get the downgrade um yeah it's it's very confusing but then you have james tedesco with a broken jaw who um obviously is wiped out for four to six weeks and um, I think yeah. conf- confusing is the right word. Confusing yeah. and, and, and in, in, I've been such a strong advocate of this judiciary system. It's so strong that it was picked up by the AFL. Like the AFL liked the rugby league judiciary system so much that they used it themselves with the carryover points and the loading and, and prior similars and prior non-similars and all that sort of thing. So the system's fine. The problem is, is the application of the system in certain situations. The reason Ryan James was able to get off is because Marty Tapau had his tackle at a grade two. Grade two, careless. So if we look at careless, reckless and intentional, five grades, there's 15 grades of high tackle. That's the second lowest for that tackle that he did back at Brookvale Oval uh, against Jack Bird. Um, So 
once you've gone to the judiciary and once that's been accepted as guilt, they're the only ones you can use as a similar... Precedent. Uh, as yeah, a precedent, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So if I'm Ryan James walking in there, my, my uh, fist isn't closed... Um, there's no, literally no time that I can change my dis, my tackle decision. So, of course, I'm going to get downgraded because Marty to Powers was grade two. So if you're calling mine, looking at my tackle, it's less than that. It's, it's not as bad as that. So you can only go to grade one. That's the problem. That's the problem. And then when you line it up with the Tyson Frizzell stuff and the touching the referee and all of that stuff, how about poor old Charlie Gubb? Yeah. yeah, he comes up with a shoulder charge that sort of doesn't work. It doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't, you know, it sort of flies off in the wet over there in Perth. He gets seven weeks. I do think, though, a lot of people have been saying. Um, a lot of people have been saying. I hate when journalists say that, but they have about um, whether you should take injury into account um, for these tackles, and I, I highly disagree with that. I'm a firm believer you shouldn't. Yeah, because you know, you might um, you might hit someone very hard, very high. You know, it, it could be terrible and they could not get injured. So yes. you should yes. still be educated, you know, on the tackle itself, I think. But the problem is they've done that previously. Yeah. Case yeah. in point, Jordan McLean. Yeah, exactly. That's so, exactly but, right. But how do you work this out? A broken neck yeah. to Alex McKinnon is worth four weeks. Yeah, six weeks. It was six. I, I thought he got yeah. Yeah, he got seven weeks in total. Oh, and I think four right. of them were for, but right. you know, either or, like six, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But... You're right. Just because Jack Bird's jaw is a little bit stronger than James Tedesco was hit at the wrong angle or whatever it is, that that should not impact on the outcome. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Are uh, you saying James Tedesco has a glass jaw? Yes. Okay. He does now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. Yeah. <laughs> Poor James. <laughs> Poor James. The, the, the beauty of it is it's not a sport today. that's going to be targeted yeah. much, <laughs> yeah. like boxing or anything like that. Uh, Kieran Foran to the Warriors. Uh, we're thinking probably about half the price of what he was being paid at Parramatta. Does this is this a solution for Kieran Foran? Like, what, how do we see an outcome for this? I think um, so. This was reported by the Telly earlier this week. Yeah. I think that um, it sounds like Kieran Foran still has a lot of issues to deal with. I think if he did go over there, it probably would help that he was out of the limelight. But also, you can get away with a lot of stuff if you're out of the limelight. So, um, I feel like the worry is if it was to happen, need to make sure he's. Doing certain things. And the right parameters. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think it would probably be a better move than going to a Sydney club. Going to somewhere like the Bulldogs, you're just, you're everywhere all the time. People yeah. know what you're doing all the time. Yeah. High yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. I think that going over to New Zealand, like, it, it just bothers me that we're talking about this stuff now, you know? Like, when mm. it just really is, it's not the right time. Like, let's just let him heal. Let's just let him do what he needs to do. And if he needs to come back into footy to feel good about himself again and to have some sort of normality around his life and routine and structure and all that kind of stuff, that's really great. But I just don't think it's the time that people should be kind of throwing his his name up, you know? Totally it's, agree with that. Yeah. Football is so secondary. It's so secondary. To everything else in his like, life. Like, who cares yeah. about football, really, um, when someone's life is at stake? Is there a game this week that doesn't matter? No. Nope. They're unbelievable, some of the contests, the, the impact that they're going to have on the eight and, and so forth. So, I mean, you're getting that... Not only because we're at this stage of the year, but also because of the nature of the competition where they're at, the 10 teams that are involved. Uh, in, well, actually, you'd probably stretch that out to 11, given the Dragons' great victory last week. So, I mean, I don't mean it's a long shot, but and they need to win games like 60 to nil. But <laughs> yeah. um, which but they could still cause do. some headaches for some of the other teams who are coming who are coming through. Well, look at all the headaches that have been caused by, say, the Roosters down there. Um, Parramatta fell off a, a little bit, um, but you know. 
The Rabbitohs? The Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs. Yeah. What's a spanner? Yeah. They didn't just beat the Warriors. They flogged the Warriors over there. So that's significant in itself. Uh, you'll be very happy about this, Maria. Josh Jackson signs for another four years. Are you a Josh Jackson fan? Yeah, I think he's great. Four years is a long contract. Don't you think? Well, yes, but I was reading today as well. He hasn't missed a game um, through injury since the 20s. Yeah, he that, missed one game. Yeah, okay. Through suspension, great. Yeah. That's great. Cr- I'm glad they wrote that because he's going <laughs> to get through the weekend fine. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, no. It wasn't my fault. It's a, they've put the them telegraph. They've yeah, put it on the, they've in put the put telegraph. It on Dean Ritchie. You want to see a club where players rarely miss games. Mm-hmm. True. Have, have, a, have a guess. Which, which is the club that I, I think is the best in the league? And I think it's reflective of how uh, dedicated and professional their players are and, of course, their staff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to guess wrong now. Okay. Is it the Cowboys? Wrong. Damn. <laughs> the Storm. Oh. Oh. Have a look at the Melbourne Storm and have a look at all those players. Your, your uh, Tahu Harris, Kevin Proctor, Dal Finucane, um, and, and most notably Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, to a lesser degree, Billy Slater. But you have a look at their through their period of time, they have played over 20 games for the Storm their entire career since they debuted. Add to that test matches and state of origins. It is incredible how good they are, and, and, and this is a reflection on the players and the club, of getting back onto the field. Mm-hmm. They are amazing at doing that. Uh, and and I, don't, I, I think Tony Ayub was the uh, physio down there, and from what I understand, he used to go to the players' house, sit down, have a meal with them, and then treat them all night yeah. just to get them on the field. Like that's that's how dedicated that staff was. Um, so yeah, Josh Jackson, four years, two point four, six hundred grand a year for Josh Jackson. Dog's gonna have to get rid of some people soon. You uh, think? You'd think Tony Williams. Tony Williams would, wouldn't yeah. be resigned. So he's getting Tony Williams' money. Yeah. So if you're a Dogs fan, you go, I'm getting Josh Jackson for the same money as Tony Williams. Fair deal. Fair. Tony. Oh, I don't know. No, that's entirely fair. And, I mean, Josh Jackson can play various positions yeah, as well. I, he's killed in at halfback. I mean, he's he's like, a clear future captain of the club. Bingo. That's, yeah. that's it. Culture yeah. of the club. Yeah. If, if you look at that non-football, off-field yeah. sort of stuff, then I don't know uh, Josh Jackson, but I reckon he, he strikes me as that sort of guy, dedicated sort of guy. Now, the bloke at the other end of his career, Ben Cray, announced his retirement. Um, played a lot of games. Yeah. Started off on the ding ling well, he's played 270 games and he probably won't be – he won't play any more this year, so he'll finish three short of um, Ben Hornby, yes. who was the previous captain who holds the club record for the most games. So a bit sad that he couldn't quite crack that record, but Ben Hornby will be happy. And <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Cray will go out – you know, he's had a fine career. He's a very and, good career. And yeah. know, I think he got better as a middle forward the more his career went on. You know, he was that edge forward for a long, 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 long time and then became a middle forward um, – and won a premiership. Yeah. So, you know, um, State of Origin Australian representation. So that is a fine career, whichever way you look at it. Matt Orford's been in the news too. Blood clot after a hip surgery. Yeah. Man, he's 38 years of age. Scary times. Yeah, thoughts and prayers with uh, Matty Orford and his family as well. And just while we're on that too, uh, Ken Thornett, um, a legendary Australian rugby league player, named in the top 100 players of all time when the centenary uh, celebrations were on in uh, 2008, uh, a.k.a. the mayor of Parramatta. Yeah. Uh, we were only talking about him the other week. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were Isn't talking about he never dropped a ball with yeah. Leeds. There you go. And, uh, yeah, Paul Kent writes about it in uh, in an article in the Daily Telegraph uh, during the course of the week. And, yeah, he, he's, you just look at those numbers around him. They ran last for six years. And then he went to the club. They yeah. immediately made the semifinals. And then they didn't miss the semifinals until he left the club. Amazing. Like, the influence that a player can, can yes. really have. And it just... 
it shows there there might be one person, but they can have a huge influence on a club. And a part of the 1963-64 Kangaroo Tour, the legendary tour where they had that famous victory at Swinton where they won by 50, 52 to nil, I think, or 52 to three. And the Thornette brothers, Ken and Dick, both scored tries in that game. So... Uh, uh, legendary family. So, uh, yeah, thoughts are with the, the Thornet family at this difficult time as well. And, and just before we go to a break, um, the Green Machine. The Green Machine. On Monday night. Like, what can't they do? I love them. If you don't have a team in the finals, yes. this is your team, right? What if about the Sharks? Ha- if you have a team in the finals, they're still your team. They're still your team. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, that's just me. Just yeah. amazing. They're just so much fun to watch. They yeah. Even their defence <laughs> is exciting you know usually you don't say that about defense but the way they played the other night it was just incredible yeah and uh, attack wise they play a little bit different they've got players that can do things that other players don't don't do and they they're unconventional mm-hmm. yeah too you know, Jordan yeah. Parner, he'll run over there and then yeah. come back over here and then he'll run back up there and he's breaking tackles the whole time yeah he might go forward 10 meters yeah. but he's run 50 that's what worries teams like the storm you know, precisely. It's hard, against, to, uh, it's hard to defend against that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not what you're meant to do. No. Uh, that's why the Warriors bother the Storm as mm-hmm. well because mm-hmm. they do unconventional things. So, um, what it has done is brought the Storm back a little bit. It's elevated the Raiders, and now we've got a situation where we go, okay, I thought it was the Cowboys, then it was the Broncos, and now Canterbury are hanging around. The Sharks are on the wall. Like, who's going to win this competition? Yeah, incredible. But do you know what it's also done is it's really brought all of the fans into it. I think it's just. Um, this final series is just going to be so exciting. And yes. I think to get uh, 15,000 fans out at Canberra on a Monday night, there was – so I'm from Wagga and I had a lot all over my social media where people travelling, leaving work early wow. from Wagga and then travelling up to Canberra for the game just because there's a reason to, you yeah. know. So to get there on a Monday night, it's just – that was their highest home crowd of the season mm. on a Monday night. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, let's be fair, there's nothing going on in Wagga. Excuse me. Romanos. There's plenty going on. Romano's just gone into receivership. Oh, no! So not even Romano's is happening much anymore. What's the hotspot in Wagga now? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't been back for a little while. But I'm... David Barniel's got a pub down there. Did we just say the Farrah? The The Farrah. Farrah. Yeah, Yeah. Farrah's always good. It's a hotter spot in Wagga. There you go. You heard it here first. Slater and Gordon are bringing you this Big League Magazine's Run to the Final podcast. We're round 24. Give Slater and Gordon a call. The number is 1-800-555-777. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the Grand Final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718. Or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. It is the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast, round 24, brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give Slater and Gordon a call on 1-800-555-777. Time now to get to our stats corner, our fantasy movements, as we like to call them. Uh, and when we do that, we speak to CK1, Chris Kennedy. G'day, CK. How are you going? Yeah, really well. Um, how'd you go last week? More, I think this was interesting too, um, Anthony Milford, the MILF. I reckon he would have been traded out of so many sides over the last five or six weeks. He was back to top form. 
Many, many teams traded him out. It was actually a disaster weekend for a lot of coaches, including myself. Heaps and heaps of guns just completely fell over and, and completely failed to deliver. But yeah, Milk was a rare bright spot for those still holding him. With all of the, you said all of the kind of um, stars that fell over and had bad weeks, Who is there anyone who should be kind of traded out, who we should be getting rid of? Yeah, look, a lot of the guys who had poor scores it probably holds. It was more like a, a lowish week. You look at guys like you know Bodine Thompson and Sam Burgess, both getting 40s, should should bounce back. You know Nathan Cleary had a huge week the other week, back to 32. Sean Johnson, Bryce Cartwright, Jared Croker, Cameron Munster, all these guys with really poor scores who've been keepers in the past and and really good over the past couple of months. So I'd be keeping most of those guys, but um, I, I guess Cardi's a bit of an issue. He's uh, he mentioned on Sterling during the week that he's managing a bit of an ankle and he was quiet. He went off a bit early against Newcastle. Um, anyone who's not quite that top tier keeper level, so you you know, Elijah Taylor's, potentially Elliot Whitehead, um, maybe James Roberts, these sort of guys who've been near the top of the, the tree in their position but not quite at the top. You can start sort of if you've got trades left, start consolidating, cash them out to really cheap players and then use the money elsewhere or upgrade them to, to out and out guns. Did James Roberts get any fantasy points for the number of schooners that he drank on oh. Sunday night? We we little bit of conflict between stats providers on exactly what the final figures are. So, yeah. okay. to <laughs> so do, you, do, you, do you give a margin sort of thing? Twelve to eighteen, nineteen to twenty-four, that sort of thing. Is that how it works, Chris? We might have to do it. Yeah, like kick meters is a point for every twenty meters. You might just get a point for every every ten schooners or something. Okay, fair enough. Um, Chris Paul Gallen caused a lot of heartache last week. Um, you know, oh. considering he's got this calf thing ongoing, would you get rid of him or maybe? uncaptain him do you think if you've got him in there uh certainly wouldn't be captaining him this week it was uh yeah, it was a huge headache for a lot of players because obviously he was named in the final team list an hour before kickoff which is what we all watch out for and then strained a, a calf in the warm-up and no one had time to change their teams and everyone was copying auto emergencies all over the place which is the last thing you want um named to play this week apparently he was on walking duties at, at training um earlier in the week uh, apparently he's all right to play but yeah it's just with his whole, you know, managing his workload heading towards the finals, I'd be, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about him and I'm I'm certainly contemplating um, moving him out of my, my 17 or possibly even my 25 altogether and, and using the cash elsewhere to bring in, you know, guys like, you know, Jack DeBellin and, and Trent Merrin who don't have any injury clouds over them. I heard him interviewed during the week. Um, I think there'll be a fitness test pretty early on before that game on Monday night. And the fact that it's a Monday night might give him a better chance, obviously, of playing given he's got an extra couple of days recovery too. So uh, the other one who, of course, won't be there for a while is, uh, and I believe a hot topic around the fantasy corner, is uh, James Tedesco. What's the what's mm. the thoughts there, Chris? Well, yeah, Tedesco's been the absolute benchmark in that fullback position all year. He's in heaps and heaps of teams. Um, so a lot of people are going to have to trade him out. A lot of people are probably going to be stuck with him because they can't trade him out because they've used all their trades. But if you do have trades, then it's time to move him on. Um, I'm liking the look of... Uh, you've got to be ruthless, mate. You've got to no, be ruthless. You, heartless no, bastard, CK1. No room for any kind of sympathy or, or empathy when you're a fantasy coach. It's all about the cold, hard facts and the, the cold, hard figures. So it's time to cut him. It's sad that he's broken his jaw, but he's got to go. Um, and I'm liking to look at Josh Dugan in the back. Oh, he is at he's home right now. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you're going to send all these cards to him in hospital yeah. saying, thanks, you've been dropped from my super. He's case. listening to this podcast and one solitary tear is running down his yeah. cheek. And he so, can't even really speak, so he can't even express himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I heard that was the hardest part for him to take was actually being cut from all these fantasy <laughs> things. <laughs> Tiger's final chances is one thing, but the fantasy things really pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got to sell him. We've got to sell him. He's not playing. So uh, who are the options? I like Josh Dugan at the moment, a two-round average of 60s, sort of hit a bit of form of late. Um, You've got some guys who can really kind of go big but aren't all that consistent, like David Nofaluma and, and Josh Mansour in that position. Uh, Cameron Munster's been great all year. Um, aside from his injury layoff, he was quiet on the weekend, though. Um, Ewan Aitken's been super consistent. He's the other one I really like in that position. He's available at centre end, wing fullback. So a couple of dragons there, sort of top of the tree. Um, and a guy we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Jared Hayne, would be a very left field option because his scoring uh, in a fantasy sense hasn't been amazing, but he does get to play uh, Newcastle this weekend and being an attacking player, who knows what he might do uh, this weekend. That's interesting. Josh Mansour is directly opposed to David Norfoluma this week. Mm, left wing of the Penrith, right wing for uh, the, the West Tigers. Yeah, it's a mouth-watering clash. Both uh, top of the tree in terms of tackle busts this year, so yeah. could be some explosive stuff out on that fringe this weekend. Any other recommendations for the fans this week, CK1? Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite. I'm not minding uh, Jamie Bure actually. A three-round average of uh, of close to 65. He sort of uh, worked his way into it back from injury, but he's been really consistent of late. And the good thing about Jamie Bure is he's available at hooker. So we've um, had quite a few hookers fall over. Like you know, Mitch Rain's gone back to the bench. Josh Hodgson's out suspended this week. Jake Friend's really dipped off. Um, all kinds of guys. You know, obviously Cam Smith's still your number one, but if you want two guys in the, the hooker position, I'm uh, I'm probably selling Andrew McCulloch for Jamie Bure this week because McCulloch got a pretty low score in the weekend. So yeah, Jamie Bure a little bit of a point of difference option for the run home, but I don't mind at the moment. Yeah, playing good footy, playing good footy, and uh, Manly sure got is. plenty of use out of him. Good on you, CK1. Revered around these parts, you are. <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> there he is, Chris Kennedy from the NRL Fantasy and our, our stats guru. Great to have him on the program. Big League Mag, run to the finals podcast. It's round 24 that we're at. Now we're looking at the Big League magazine. What's in it this week? We're going to go through the games as well. Maria, editor, what's happening in the magazine this week? Heaps. Uh, Wayne Bennett. Good answer. Heaps. Heaps. <laughs> heaps. That's it. Bye. Um, Wayne Bennett's 30th consecutive year as coach. So we've got his 30 best, most interesting moments, which oh, is a really good read. Nice one. Is it? Was there one particular, I suppose, the premierships are... The premierships are good. I enjoyed the one about um, the premiership where he pretended that the opposing team, oh, I think was that, yeah, the dragons. tip sheet, the Dragons, and Brian Smith wrote that they're all terrible and then um, yeah. they went and smashed them. Yeah. And then he forgot to tell them that it was a, it was a lie. Yeah. Until many years later. <laughs> yeah. So they were really they were really rude to the Dragons. I also thought it was, it was great. I also thought it was interesting that he had signed with the Roosters and then said, I'll come to you guys if you, if it's not leaked. And then it was leaked. And then he said, okay, no, sorry. Aye. Yep. He's That's a, amazing. Just very amazing. interesting These little stories. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what, um, else, what else? Oh, what else Jamie Lyon um, retiring. Obviously, second last game at Brookvale. We've got a great story actually on a fan called, they call him Fossil. Um, he has a book that he collects autographs in, footy autographs. He's got 255. Um, he has bumped into players at KFCs. He's jumped the uh. fence at like, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, but they were racing in, a, in like an event and he um, jumped the fence. He told Ryan Girdler security that he was Steve Carter's son at like a coffee thing. Just go back to that earlier statement. Ryan Girdler's security. Yeah. So Ryan Girdler, Ryan Girdler has security uh, now, does I he? I may have phrased that wrong, but it was a coffee event and he, he said to security, I'm Steve Carter's son, can I please go talk to Ryan? Um, and he got him to 
autograph his book. So it's just, it's a very funny story. I've really enjoyed reading it. All right, we can look forward to that one yeah. as well. What we're really looking forward to this week, not just the magazine, obviously, oh, but obviously. is the games themselves. Let's start with uh, the game on Thursday. That's the Broncos up against the Bulldogs. Bad record up at Suncorp, your Bulldogs, Maria. What do you reckon? But they're not, I am completely just unbiased. I don't know what you're talking about. They're not my Bulldogs. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've changed from last week? Um, no, I, uh, I, I think it's two from seven. Yes, the last, correct. Yeah, uh, the last seven up there, yeah. Um, they've got a big fan base up there. I'm not sure. I think this really will – it'll be as, uh, two weeks in succession. The Bulldogs play Broncos, Cowboys. We'll know whether – they're actually legitimate about this final series, I think, after the next couple of weeks. Were the Broncos back last week, Pam? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said as much. Yeah. Well, it was just good to see kind of Ben Hunt and Anthony Milford mm. really go for it. We haven't really seen that for quite a while. So that was why. really essential. I wonder why. Well, I think we, ha- we had in the magazine last week <laughs> about their stats over the last, what, 13 rounds or something like that. And so Big Look um, Magazine look, is taking credit for the yeah, performances 100%. of Ben Hunt and Anthony Milford. 100% we're doing that, yeah. Uh, actually, we have <laughs> ben, ben Hunt's coming up in round 25. He's our columnist, so... Um, I wonder him. if he'll pick up our phone call because. <laughs> <laughs> Why it worked, not? It worked, Maria. It did work. It did, yeah. uh, I, 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 this is a really hard one to get a gauge on. They're they're playing okay, the Bulldogs, they're, but they're just that side that's just dangerous, and their forward pack's amazing. And if they can get some repeat sets, which they never do, but if they can if they can just get a kicking game that's that's half decent. They're, they're so hard to handle. Greg Eastwood's back. I was going to say, big. that would be huge for them. Yep. Big inclusion, because mm. he's uh, an important part from that uh, attacking point of view. And the Broncos, I thought they were back. I thought there were some really good signs for them uh, last week. So as a result of that, uh, at home, bad record. I'm going to go with the Broncos up there against the Bulldogs. Uh, Panthers and the Tigers, of course, no James Tedesco, which is, in my mind, uh, a shattering loss for the West Tigers from which they will not recover. I agree. And the Panthers um, are so close to that, really securing that spot in the um, in the eight. Um, it's going to be Friday night, Pepper Stadium, yeah. freezing. Um, although West the West Tigers have a great record yes, against the do. Panthers at Pepper Stadium. Yeah. So mm. I've gone yeah. with the Panthers. I think it will come down to, um, even though they have both teams, even aside from, I think, James Tedesco, both kind of have really good back lines. I think it will come down to a forward pack. Um, battle here. I think it's going to be a like just a really good game. Obviously, the Panthers only really need one more win to really secure their spot in the top eight. Um, the Tigers need to win two of the next three to kind to have a chance. So um, I don't know. I feel like West Tigers might have a bit to play for here. Well, if I'm the Panthers, I'm thinking home semi final. You know, that's what they've got to be thinking about. Yeah. Home semi-final, finishing uh, in the, the fifth or sixth position. They also need to be thinking about beating these teams. You know, if they're going to be serious about the finals, they, they need to win this. Well, it was all locked up, I think, against Newcastle at half time. But when you look at the possession stats, like they just had no football penalty. If they came out, they got the football and they put the points on. So yeah. I, I can forgive them that, you know, it was a flat first half performance. Well, they didn't have the footy, so that's going to make it hard. I think Penrith win that one as well. Knights, Titans, the Jared Hayne show touches down in Newcastle. Thoughts, Pam? Um, I think that... Oh, I don't know. The Titans just have so much to play for here. And although the Knights have kind of, they've been 
well, they weren't very, they were, weren't very good last week. They've been putting in okay performances. They gave up last um, week, they, according to their coach. Yeah, they gave up, and I think the the players said that as well. Um, Sam Aura actually came out this week and said, "I'm just sick of losing. I'm sick," of, and that's kind of the first time anyone's really heard that from the Knights this year. You know, they've sick of a, losing. They've but, got a new NRL record. Yeah, mm. no one in the NRL history has lost fifteen in the trot. Yeah, sad. So if we're they're going to lose this, like you know. If we're realistic, they're going to lose this one as well. And it could be anything if Jared Hayne continues to improve the way he has been. Um, and the Titans, they just they have just been playing really great lately. So I think they'll get the win here. I think the visitors will win as well. Can I just say one thing about Jared Hayne? I noticed it uh, at Campbelltown. And he dropped into a habit that he got into at the end of uh, his time here previously. And that is talking a lot to the referees mm-hmm. for no outcome other than just distracting yourself and your team. So if I was Neil Henry, I'd say, look, we really appreciate the fact you're getting into the game and your competitive spirit's there. Stop talking to the referee. Doesn't do anything for you or the team. Manly up against the Storm. This is a brookie. These have had some famous battles at Brookvale Oval. Uh, Fight night. Fight night. We had Big League. Battle of brookie. Yeah, Big League had um, Adam Blair and Glenn Stewart on the cover that week. By coincidence. Oh, of course. Yeah. And the headline, on the, yeah. the headline on the cover was Fight Night until they changed, we changed it to the last it minute. We changed it to the last oh. minute, not to be yeah, inflammatory. Wow. And, then, and then, isn't that wow. amazing? Yeah. That. You put it out there in the universe. Yeah. They heard it yeah. and responded accordingly. <laughs> yeah, um, ha- well, speaking of responding, how did the Melbourne Storm respond after short turnaround, double travel? Uh, they got pumped against the Canberra Raiders. I said last week the Storm don't put two bad performances in in a row and it's it's happened so um you've got to think i mean they're such a good team they're so well drilled Mm. such superstars Mm. um this is it to get back into it however manly played quite well last week if it wasn't for a few um bad passes and you know balls going through the leg whatever whatever they probably would have beat the bulldogs so it's gonna be tight yeah i think it'll be tighter than people think but um storm if they can't put in two bad performances, or they certainly won't put in three. So I think I think they'll win this. Yeah, I think yeah. the Storm as well in what it would be, uh, again, a, t- a tight clash as well. Cowboys up against the Warriors. Man, oh, man. Uh, both sides stinging after losses last week. I thought the Warriors were, well, they were poor mm-hmm. at home against the Rabbitohs, and the Cowboys are really struggling for energy. Can't get a gauge on the Warriors, hey. They oh. should have... <laughs> Been trying for Ever. the last 20 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> Since when? Have we ever been? Yeah. It's just... They should have smashed it last week. Um, and they... I mean, it's a hard place to travel, especially from New Zealand. you got to think the Cowboys will get back on top on this one. They melt. Oh, I, yeah. know it's not that, I know it's not that hot, but history says that they don't go up there and win. It's just really, it's just really hard, I guess. They build up so much momentum and then they seem to drop it just before the finals when it should matter the most. And it's just really puzzling as to why that happens. And they've dropped Tui, which is interesting. Yeah, well, he, a very good well he was he was, he was um, taken off yeah. against yeah, the Rabbitohs because yeah, he, he made like three mistakes or something in a row. And then they said, all right. Yeah, and you heard um, Andrew McFadden's explanation in the press conference, which mm-hmm. was the nicest possible way of saying he wasn't having a go, um, yep. which is really tough. Um, yes, I think uh, – imagine being a Warriors fan. Oh. 
Like seriously. Yeah. I know people who are Warriors fans. They, they walk okay? around. They look normal, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of grey hairs. Oh, can you imagine the worry? Can uh, you imagine? Talk about disappointment being invited into your life on Sunday out at uh, GIO Stadium. We've got the Raiders at home again to the Parramatta Eels. I reckon this could get ugly for the Eels. The Eels have not won at GIO Stadium since 2006. Nice stat. Wow. Yes. So I mean, Raiders, and they potentially. I mean, could they? Could they sneak into second? If the Sharks lost all their... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So it's a big chance. At least they could get their four and against up in this one as well. Um, Oh, you wouldn't want to play the Raiders right now, would you? No one wants to play the Raiders. And especially at home. You're right. right. Yeah. I think the, the the Eels have been having they've been having a crack, but they um, they've got a couple of players back this week as well. Manu Mao comes back in and uh, Senor Adrajo as well. Uh, so yeah, so I think it will be a I think it's going to be a close game actually. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think that if I think the Raiders will um, just have that little bit of polish to finish it off, but also they are without Josh Hodgson, so Kurt Baptiste adds a bit of energy I think as well so I don't think they will lose too much there but um, I think this will be a close one I have thought that different stages that Canberra are going to do a jobs on team down in Canberra this mm. year and they haven't happened haven't. most notably against Newcastle two draws yeah yeah. so uh, so from that point of view I think um, I, I just reckon there were signs last week the Parramatta that's like it's faltering a little it, bit yeah it. it's yeah. too hard um, which is understandable uh, so yeah Canberra Raiders comfortably for me now this is interesting two last start winners in maybe um Surprise, upsets, uh, Roosters up against the Dragons on Sunday afternoon. They were both really good last week too. So it's hard to um, – I'm finding it hard to pick one. I kind of flipped a coin and went Roosters. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, – home ground advantage, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Same judge by the rule. Not really. Yeah. Well, no, but because – Because it's a home ground advantage. No, but Dragons, Dragons fans will travel. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, the Roosters will win this one as well, uh, basically just because they're playing at Allianz Stadium. And oh, home ground advantage. <laughs> yes, yes. But now Tarek, one says there's no home ground well, advantage, and now you're Pam. Hear me out. Okay. Tarek Sims as well was one of their best players last week, and he hasn't been named. So if he is um, dead set sitting this one out, um, and Pam's yeah. usually right. He was good. <laughs> I'm usually <laughs> wrong. <laughs> he, he was good last week, wasn't he, Terry? Yeah. It, it, gee, there was a time there when he was just going to be anything. Yeah. He breaks his leg and he breaks his leg and then it's, it's just... Gets suspended for five weeks yeah. and then gets suspended for six weeks. Hasn't and then get, quite, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, I, yeah, there's a talent in there. There's a mm-hmm. talent, no doubt. I think the Roosters, um, whenever you get Mitchell Pierce, Jared Roy Hargreaves and Boyd Cordner, arguably they're three best players. You get them on the field, uh, that makes a huge difference. Um, and we saw that the absence of Mitchell Pierce in yeah. the game against Penrith. And then he plays the next week. Um, yeah, what a difference that is! So big rivalry here as well. So I think the Roosters would be um, very th- happy to get a win over the Dragons. Yeah, their first it would be their first back to back victories in 2016. The Roosters, if they won. Oh, there wow. you go. That's one for the record books in what's been a disappointing season for Roosters fans. Mm. Just on that, these two clubs, of course, nearly merged back in the 90s. So that's always has some. Uh, resentment running over from fans back in the day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, 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 no. So what happened was in 1996, we went on a, uh, was it 95? 95, end of season trip, we went to um, the Gold Coast and the Dragons happened to be up there too. I was at the Roosters at the time and the Dragons were up there as well. And Luke Rickardson and a guy named Damien Chapman were hand, uh, hanging around a lot. And Chapo played for the Dragons and Rico obviously played for the Roosters. And, you know, you'd see the guys, you'd sort of nod and that. You wouldn't really fraternise with them. And by the end of it, we were sort of talking and having, having a chat. And because these two guys, they'd sort of just hung around on themselves, Rico mm-hmm. and Chapo, and they're still mates to this day. But... Um, 
Luke Felsch, who's a front row for the Dragons, said to me, do Rico and Chapo realise that the merger is not going ahead? <laughs> you don't have <laughs> to actually you make friends here. You don't have to hang around that guy. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very good comment. So uh, there you go. That's a bit more spice into the battle on Sunday. And this one, this is interesting. Rabbitohs up against the Sharks Monday night at ANZ Stadium. Oh, gee, the Sharks fans, everyone in the Shire is nervous right about now. Couple of good stats, though, in their favour. Cronulla undefeated in their past five Monday night games. And South Sydney have only won one of their past eight games at ANZ Stadium. Okay. Yeah, but that's the, the Rabbitohs of, of old. Of old. The, so yeah. it took one week and now they're two. The, oh, two weeks, sorry. Two. Now they're the Rabbitohs of new. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it was pretty important that Greg Inglis went back to fullback last week. So I think that had a big influence on them. As well, and probably for his confidence, I think too. Um, and Cody Walker has been really great there, just in whatever position I think um, for the Rabbitohs. Uh, but yeah, the Sharks—they—they've really got a win to kind of. You don't—you don't want to see them lose their confidence because for them to be playing, you want them to be playing well come finals time. Yes, so they yes. really do need to have. You know, you'd hate to see them lose another game or another two games or something like that and then kind of stumble into the finals without not in the right headspace. So we really do need them to be um, confident and on a bit of a roll going into the finals. Unless you're a Rabbitohs yeah, fan. Or Unless indeed, you're a Rabbitohs fan. fan. They always hate the Sharks as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I think just to have the best final series possible, we, it just would be great to see some of these teams. We've seen what the Sharks can do this year. Yes. Just to have the best teams performing their best at the right time of the year. So hopefully they can fix that up this week. So the New South Sydney coincides with Greg English being back after three weeks off, freshening up from that suspension. So, And, and I agree with you on Cody Walker. I, you could argue very strongly that he's been their best player all year. Yeah, I think most consistent. Mm. Very good. Jeez, yeah. And moved around everywhere. Just whatever, just does, yeah. His, yeah. does his job and I don't think he um, anyone would really disagree with that. You understand why Brisbane wanted to buy him. You understand why Souths were very keen to hang on to him. Definitely. Um, in terms of tipping one here, wow, so tight. Uh, I, I'm starting to lose a little bit of confidence in the Sharks. They need to play well mm-hmm. uh, to get their confidence back. And But the important thing is whether they've lost confidence. And we yeah. know that they're up at a... Clinic, what is it? A, a camp on the central camp. coast. Mm. The, the, didn't the dogs take um, everyone into a camp before the game against the Cowboys? Scoreline went well. 36 <laughs> 0. <laughs> Des will never do that again. Des is never going to Cairns ever yeah. again. Yeah. What's wrong with Belmore, guys? <laughs> exactly. Well, <they're laughs> Go to the Legs to... Club, got a, got a fountain. That's basically right. it. Chinese restaurant. Chinese, Thai, yeah. sushi. Sushi's great. Bellwood Road. Is it? Say my name. They know me. Burwood Road. So it's not actually. <laughs> there you go. Going to sushi on yeah. Burwood Road. Say Maria sent yeah. me. Yeah. Just say what happened. Burwood Road, Belmore, not Burwood Road, Burwood. Oh, Class. good distinction. Yeah. What a horrible mix up that could be when you walk into Burwood and you're there going, hey, <laughs> Maria Sialis. And they're going, oh, well, sorry, uh, don't know. Don't know. Never yeah. uh, that is round 24 done and dusted for us. Uh, it's the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. Uh, we've got uh, a few more topics to discuss. And then we've got our. Our prizes, our fearless predictions, and our social media star of the week. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. 
Big League Magazine. It's the Run to the Finals podcast. We're at round 24 already. Can you believe it? We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Maria Charles and Pam Whaley here from Big League Magazine. And now, so I reckon it's... Well, it's arguably our top-rating segment of the uh, of the podcast, um, but it's our time for uh, tell people about the prizes, the fearless predictions, and of course our social media star of the week. Now, so the prize is a trip for two to the Four Nations, uh, courtesy of the Rugby League Experience and Big League Magazine. It's an unbelievable trip, and what you have to do is be photographed on social media, hashtag it, my big league with your big league magazine. Now, Maria. There's already been some strong entries. Uh, there were more this week, I believe. Yeah, I had a girl who snuck into the Warriors gym while they were training, gave the players a few copies and they're, they're reading them with her, wow. which is great. That's um, cool. Bit Any of a security s- breach oh, there. Oh, Maybe like, something <laughs> to consider. Any, uh, <laughs> she was wearing a jersey, so she could have been like, okay, sure. Any sightings of big league magazines at Rio? Rio, not yet. No, we've had Africa, oh, though. There's a challenge. On there safari. Challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which was a great one. James Magnuson, big Bulldogs fan. He is. So there you go. That's one. Yeah, of we'll, we'll, we'll just mail him one. By the time it gets there, it'll be 2018. Yeah. He'll be partying, <laughs> um, you would imagine, uh, at this point. Um, so, yeah, keep them coming in. It, it is a great prize. Uh, the Rugby League Experience and Big League Magazine give you the chance to go and uh, watch the Four Nations in England uh, with you and a friend. Uh, and all you have to do is take a photo of your Big League Magazine. Posted on social media. Bit of a skew towards the younger demographic, I would have thought there. Someone, um, we have emails. You can send it in by post too. We've had a few of those. And just hashtag it, my big league. Well, yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> hashtag with Australia Post? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Did if you can click on it. Yeah. Can you click on that? No, right. See how it's trending? Um, all right. You can't do that. Uh, speaking of social media, social media star of the week, Pam. We have, so Clint Newton actually called out um, the NRL footy show. They had, we'll show you, I don't know if you could see this, uh, Ross Dog, um, so Nathan, Nathan Ross, Ross was yeah, actually Ross on Dog. the footy show. Yeah, white and lightning. they've named him Clint Newton. <laughs> and Clint Newton has said, Ross Dog, your life is now complete. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. The Ross Dog. He's got a new two-year deal, the Ross Dog, too. He does, yeah. What, good white for him. Lightning. Yeah. yeah um, he's had a bit of an injury. They're concern. both blonde. So are they? Clint Newton's not blonde. Hang on. Clint retired last year. <laughs> I, sure there's well, a I warning sign, warning sign. I I'm not quite sure what's happening there. But anyway, that was a nice pickup from Clint Newton. So there you go, uh, yep. Clint. Um, Rugby League Players Association, you're our social media star of the week. Congratulations on that one. Uh, we'll have to uh, uh, tweet him out. Give in him this, a little uh, emoticon. Yeah, emoticon. We'll send him out. Yeah, a emoticon. Mm. What would you give Clint? Oh, a little crown. Yeah. Crown. Yeah. King yeah. Clint. Yeah. King Clinton, social star of the week. Yeah, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now the fearless predictions. I tell you what. <coughs> let's just go to the. Uh, uh, well, let's go to last week. Mm-hmm. Pam, quickly. Why don't we? You and uh, I. Right. So basically, we nailed it. Thank you. Um, I said <laughs> the Roosters would beat the Cowboys. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Pam Whaley. Uh, and you said uh, the Dragons would beat the Sharks, and you got smashed for so, it. So to all those people on social media, on your Facebook and your tweets and all those sort of things. Hello, you've got to call them as you see them. That's what I thought. This Dragons, is where you've got to come to here for your predictions. There you go. Because we get on, it right. Marie, how did you go last randomly. week? I, I've given myself half a point. Oh, have you? Um, because I can. <laughs> and yes, uh, fair Jared fair and Ash Taylor both made one try assist each. So the, the, your prediction was that uh, Ash Taylor would have more try assists than Jared Hayne. Correct. 
Uh, it ended up being one one apiece. Um, and seriously, it was anyone the, else think that that's it was just... the mildest prediction of all time last week. Oh, and now it's on. like you get a. Uh, it's so appropriate you get half. A She's point. the boss, so it's like. What's that? Okay, well done, Maria. <laughs> right, very good. Yeah. So the scoreboard at the moment. I'm at two point five. Uh, Pam, you're on two. Sam, Maria, one point five. Much like the national rugby league competition, it's very tight. At the top of the table there. Mm-hmm. So uh, how you He's going to make the finals. Yeah, he's got momentum going <laughs> Probably to the all finals. of us. Which yeah. brings us to this week, Pam. Given you're a carryover champ, let's uh, see what your prediction is this week. My prediction is the West Tigers will beat the Panthers. Whoa! <laughs> Even without James Tedesco. I think, um, yeah, I'm not totally sold on the Panthers wow. yet. Are you covering um, this game at all? No. Do you have to walk through the Panthers fans to get to your seat there? No. no. Oh, fine. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Do, do, they, do they mind? <laughs> I mean, doesn't, don't teams want to be the underdog? Anyway. Oh, that's um, a good point. Yeah, so I think the West Tigers will win. And I think Joshua Adokar will score a try in the win. Oh, so is this – are you doubling up? Does it all have to – Well, I can get Oh, you're saying you'll get a bonus point. All right. No, a not a whole. Bonus. All right, a half a <laughs> point. Let's a talk half about half a point. Camera guys. If I get one of them, uh, If I get one of them, it'll be half a point. Yeah, I'm with it. So hang on, Josh Adokar can score a try and lose, and you still get half a point? No, no, no. no, no, no. I want it to be a whole. So if I, I think the West Tigers will win, and I think Joshua Adokar will score a try. Okay, can we do this? That's my prediction. And, and, and Maria, I know that you're the boss. So can we say that Pam's fearless prediction is that the West Tigers win? If Josh Adokar also gets a try, you get a bonus half point. Yep, sure. Can we Great. do that? Sold. Fantastic. All right, done. Okay, we're happy with that. Maria? Um, well, Sean Kenny Dowell is now first on tackle breaks in the NRL despite playing three fewer games than David Nofaluma. He's second. a freak. He's a freak. So I am saying that Sean Kenny Dowell will make 10 tackle breaks this week against the Dragons. Wow. SKD. Damn. Can't accuse me of um, not taking my fearless prediction seriously. He's up against you and Aiken, but he's up against everyone because he just oh, runs in the middle of the rock and he runs yeah, around everywhere yeah, and, and he takes them on. So, yeah, okay. Come on, Sean. I believe in you. Uh, I like that. I'm going to go to the Raiders in the Parramatta Eels game, and I'm going to say it's 2 o'clock on a sunny Sunday afternoon down there in the nation's capital. I think there's going to be points aplenty. So the overs, overs and unders line score is 44.5. I'm saying there will be 50-plus points scored in this game. Okay. Wow. 50-plus points scored. Right. Um, and I reckon Canberra will obviously get the most of them. I think they'll <laughs> win. So uh, there you go. That's my fearless prediction for this week. So Is that is that a double-edged fearless prediction as well? So you're saying the Raiders will win? No, 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 no. No? Oh, 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 actually, for a half bonus point, can I say that if the Raiders what win? Is this? What has happened here? That's so easy, though. My bonus points, a uh, half bonus point is much easier to get than yours. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So yes, I'm being truly fearless. I I take it seriously. So as if I don't take it seriously. I don't know. Check the ladder out. Look at that. that. Anyway, uh, that is the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast for round 24. We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. As I said, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, check them out. One eight hundred triple five triple seven. That number one eight hundred triple five triple seven. Maria, Pam, have a great weekend of football, and I hope you have a great rugby league weekend. We might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as all. Oh, it still works! Wow! He hits it, he's done it!